This is Envision Self-Healing Podcast, episode number 66. Hi, I'm Will Fuller. And I'm Richard Miller. And we're the co-creators of EnvisionSelfHealing.com and are dedicated in helping you improve your eyesight and quality of life by taking healing into your own hands. Now, if you haven't had a chance already, then don't forget to head over to the Envision Self-Healing website where you can get your hands on a free ebook that gives you 10 top tips on how you can start improving your eyesight in our modern day world. The topic of the week this week is eye strengthening exercises. And the question of the week comes from a client who is farsighted and asks, why am I doing the distance looking exercise? So Richard, how's the world of self-healing been treating you this week? Well, I got into yet another uh, modern world phenomenon, which is uh, <laughs> lead content. Okay. And I, this... I thought that went in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, I yeah. thought lead was out of fashion. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it came from uh, a worry about a friend of mine's daughter uh-huh. and uh, pipes, lead pipes in an old building, because we okay. all live in old buildings around here. Mm-hmm. And uh, so um, we started researching lead, and uh, lo and behold, found all... Not only are the pipes an issue, but uh, dishes are an issue. And huh. I started researching this. One of those uh, Pandora boxes that you open at <laughs> Pandora's box. It uh, wasn't made of lead, was it? Yeah, Pandora's box might have been made of lead, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, um, gosh, if you go online, it's a little scary huh. that the amount of lead that is put into the glaze in dishes and how it leaches out if it's import properly wow. uh, contained within the glaze or if you hmm. chip the plates. Blah, 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 blah. It just goes on and on and on. So I've started this search this week for plates that, that have no lead in them, which is kind of amazing to, to think that the things we eat off of, yeah, they put things that are, that are dangerous to our brains huh. on the plates. And if what's so annoying about it is, is if anyone ever says anything, you kind of just sound, no offense, like an obsessive, Nut. crazy yeah. person. Yeah. Like, and it's like, oh, just get over it. But it's 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 so new. It's so it's yeah. so when I don't even know when all this happened. Like when did we have to start worrying about lead-lined plates? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and this little girl does have an elevated lead level, so we oh. don't know exactly where that came from. But Boy. you can't. You, you have to then deal with the plates. It's yeah. just no choice. So anyway. Yeah, and, and of course, for us, a bigger concern for this is that anyone with any particular disease or condition, yeah, then you want to try and eliminate as many. And toxins and anything that affects the body from healing itself. Right. And this is why this is called self-healing. So I suppose if you're unbeknowingly um, getting yeah. lead off of your plates, yeah, uh, then it's just another thing that the body has to work with to right. overcome. We really want to just focus on one area here, and the more we can take that stuff away, the better. Yeah. So that was, my, that was I my never, revolution of the week. Yeah. Never thought about that. <laughs> I know. Well, be sure to uh, update us anyway. I, I will. I'm, I'm going to have to probably throw away half my plates at this point. So. Yeah. Just sell them. Yeah, yeah. To somebody else. Yeah. Your, your brain's shot. Here, go take these. Yeah. <laughs> and how was your week? Good. Good. Last week I talked about um, trying to keep up my juicing. Um, oh, yeah. Because it, it was just giving me a little bit more energy uh, in the evenings and uh, allowing us to... to put more work and uh, get more information out there to the general public. So um, I've been trying to do that. I actually have been finding it's been a little bit more difficult this week. Mm. And as, as always, and I'm sure most people can sympathize with this, with the first couple of weeks when you kind of discover something mm. new or health benefits, then 
you kind of really go at it for a couple of weeks. Right. Um, and then it's it's kind of easy to do, you feel great. Yeah. And then the third week, fourth week, it's, it's a grind. Kind of, it's kind of, like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I could be doing this instead, or oh, I just don't have time. And then you kind of get used to not doing it, and then you fall into the habit. So I would probably say that started happening this week. Okay, yeah. Um, where probably two out of five um, days where it was like, oh, well, it's a little bit late, and I've got to then, I've got to wash the vegetables, and I've got to do the juice, and then I've actually <laughs> got to drink it, and, <laughs> and it's just like, and I was thinking to myself, well, again, when did this become an effort, like, uh, just, just washing some vegetables and putting it in a juicer? Yeah, last week it wasn't an effort, and this week the yeah. same thing is an effort, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I, I guess it's, um, I've just got to remember the, the benefits, and I think one, uh, part of it is seeing that it's going on, uh, and mm. I kind of highlighted that I was doing it. I caught myself doing it. So now I think next week I'm going to try and focus on kind of making it more of a habit. Is there something I can try and tie it to? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Maybe when I'm washing the dishes after dinner, um, mm-hmm. I make sure that that's when I start doing the vegetables so it's kind right. of done. The difficult with, and I normally have a green juice in the evening, and maybe I need to change that around. Is they recommend that you drink that as soon as possible, right? Um, because of the oxidation of, of the of the nutrients there, right? So it makes it a little bit more difficult. That you can't just make it and put it off to the side. Yeah. Um, so, but maybe I know with a with a carrot juice, you can leave it for a little bit longer. So like maybe half a day almost. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I need to try and refigure yeah. that so uh, there's a juice I can do in the evening. So instead of just giving up, um, I'm now going to start and look how I can fit it in now and, and figure that out and maybe try and make it habit just like with the eye exercises. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, great, let's move on to topic of the week. The topic of the week this week is eye strengthening exercises. And uh, this is sort of like half of the eye exercise equation for us. Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard to actually give a fraction to it, but there's really a whole bunch of relaxation exercises, mm-hmm. and then we have strengthening exercises. And in particular, this week, we're talking about strengthening the muscle systems mm-hmm. in the eyeballs. Yeah, see, I mean, you could, you could argue that all of our exercises strengthen right. the eye, kind of as a, as a general term. But what we wanted to do and talk about today is strengthening in the sense of, of a muscular Strength. Right. Maybe we're trying trying to feel a bit butch this week. Yeah, yeah. And, and talk about <laughs> oh, some God. some serious muscle uh, muscle strengthening <laughs> exercises. Sounds good. <laughs> so uh, all we need to do then is look at which muscles are in the eye and then figure out how to exercise them, which really isn't that much uh, of a challenge. And because it is muscle tissue, then you know by nature it contracts and relaxes, mm-hmm. so it's easier for us to work with them, and we know that we can then strengthen it and and also make it. Um, flexible as well, which also helps with the strength in the long term. So the first thing then are the extraocular muscles. And the extraocular muscles, actually, they're on the chart mm-hmm. back of us, so, but those of you listening to it will not see it. So describe it. Describe it. <laughs> there are four muscles, one at each, when top, bottom, and two sides, mm-hmm. and then two oblique muscles that rotate the eye. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, those six muscles control all the movements of your eyes. Yeah. And um, they're the sort of the most gross, the largest gross muscles that control the eye as opposed to muscles inside the eye. And they get both weak, uh, overworked, 
and mm -hmm. tenth, mm -hmm. right? All yeah, and, and anyone, all, all you need to do is an eye rotation now where you just mm -hmm. look up towards the ceiling, rotate round clockwise in a circle. And I would imagine about 95% of the people watching or listening this uh, to this will be experiencing some particular feeling of tightness or strain mm -hmm. somewhere in the eye when doing that. And that's because um, one of those muscles are either tight or maybe one of them is weak. So when you're looking up, maybe that muscle looking up feels too weak in order to do it. Or maybe it's that the one on the bottom is strained. So it means that right. as you look up, it's kind of stretching it out a little bit, something you're not used to doing. And you probably, in the reality, probably it's both is going on. Uh huh. And it's just like any other muscle, like you've got biceps and triceps. So as you squeeze the bicep on the top of your arm, the tricep is essentially stretching on the bottom of mm -hmm. your arm. So if you mm -hmm. had a tight tricep, it would be hard to contract mm -hmm. the bicep. And it's the same with the eyes. As you move them left, you're contracting the, the, eye, the extraocular muscle on the left and stretching the one on the right. So. And the reason why this is becoming increasingly important for us, maybe not so much for our ancestors, um, is because we're spending a lot of time reading and looking from near. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it, we're overusing those nasal muscles, the extraocular mm -hmm. muscles that are closest to the nose, because when you look near, you have to look inwards, and that's those muscles. Whereas before, we would kind of be looking out of the plains or out of the, the fields or whatnot, mm -hmm. and the eye is continuously moving around, so you're using all the muscles equally. Yeah, and I sometimes, when, as an integration exercise, I'll, when I'm walking down the street, I'll deliberately just sort of move my eyes around and mm -hmm. like you're describing in a, natu a more natural environment. Mm -hmm. uh, and that, if you think about it too, the normal posture for a lot of people walking down the street is to look down at the sidewalk and that's it. Yeah. And so uh, you can get, by doing that, you've contracted the lower muscles and sort of uh, stretched out the up mm -hmm. upper muscles and they get, the upper muscles could get weak just from that repetitive movement of the, of the eyes. And very few of us need to look up anymore. Something yeah. as well that we seem to be noticing is that kind of looking up causes particular strain with mm -hmm. people. And, and I guess um, we don't really need to look up that much no. anymore, uh, yeah. even uh, reaching above us. Yeah. I guess maybe you had to look out for uh, a hawk or something. I yeah, <laughs> or, or fruit on the tree. Yeah, like yeah. That. Or, or hunting or, or, or anything. Yeah, or um, a leopard about to jump off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Stroke the leopard. Yeah. Um, so, but we, we just don't really do that anymore. So we're getting a stiffness and a tightness. Now, this certainly becomes um, interesting for a lot of people. And I guess when you look at basic eye exercises, maybe uh, Ayurvedic oh, right. eye exercises <laughs> going back four or five thousand years, um, any sort of any kind of method that you look at for vision improvement tend to include stretching and strengthening the extraocular. Right, there's a, there's, a, so there's a Tibetan eye chart too, where you put your nose right on this chart and then they have characters that you mm -hmm. move your eye to in each corner. So it seems to be common. Yeah, so I guess leading in now to what sort of things you can do in, in order to, to strengthen it um, is, it's not quite like where you would be using weights. We don't want anyone to um, tie some weights to a fish, <laughs> to a fish it hook. Attaching to their body, attaching to the eye. I don't know how you would do that. We're definitely not recommending uh, My contact lens with a little chain coming off of it. <laughs> you never know. We're definitely not suggesting no, that. No, uh, not whatsoever. that. So, but I guess you could think of it as uh, kind mm. of like um, training, say something like a marathon, you wouldn't start hitting heavy weights, heavy weights, you would kind of do more repetitions than you would anything. So by doing um, kind of like the Tibetan eye chart that Richard was talking about there, 
or you could do eye rotations. Mm -hmm. um, if you go to the eye rotations exercise, which can be found in the eye exercise tab at our website, um, you could also get a 10 minute guided version, which is on the eye exercise express, right. where we kind of just guide you through looking up, looking down, extreme left, extreme right, the corners, uh, and then doing full eye rotation. So you see how that you're getting strength there by using the eye and you're doing it in a repetitive way. And some people might say, well, stretching isn't strength. Why are, you, why are you saying that? And it's because if a muscle is tight, it's already contracted. And muscles that are very simple in nature that they relax and contract, relax and contract. Now, if it's already contracted, then you can't contract anymore. It's tight, so it's not as strong. So it's important that you able that you are able to rela fully relax a muscle, so you can then fully contract a muscle. So it's very simple, um, and it means that you don't need to use weights. Yeah, tie the fish hooks. Yeah, we couldn't figure that out anyway. So. <laughs> <On> contact lenses. <laughs> so um, so doing the eye rotations exercise, um, things like what Richard was saying, integrating where you quickly glance away, yeah. maybe at different uh, angles if it's safe to do so, then it means that you're using those muscles in the full range instead of just what we were talking about before, just looking from near, um, which is only really using those nasal extraocular muscles. So uh, very important one to do. And of course, this is just good for general eye health um, because we need to move our eyes around right. uh, in order to do it. And uh, really, if, if, you're, if you don't think that this is important, then do a few eye rotations now. Yeah. Uh, and even if a couple's okay, do, do 10, which really is nothing, considering how much yeah. we should be moving our eye. Uh, and you'll notice either it feels a little bit fatigued, um, or indeed, you might feel uh, some tight spots there. Yeah, it really feels like you've done a gym workout with your eyes. Uh -huh. You can feel blood, like, oh, is blood <laughs> flowing through there? And uh, Yeah, and that's another thing as well, is, is strengthening oh, yeah. these are also bringing a lot more blood to the eyes. Right. That's certainly something very important in vision improvement that we want to start doing. Yep. So now the second one is ciliary muscles. Um, now in particular, one reason why we've chosen this this week is we've had a, a string of clients this week who we've been helping kind of wean themselves off their glasses mm -hmm. um, and it's funny how we kind of have trends like three buses all coming at once mm. um, it, it also tends to happen with our clients and this week what's come up a lot is um, coming off your glasses and one thing that, that most people have been mentioning is they have a sense of weakness in yeah. their eyes when they start going without their glasses yeah, and really the glasses are essentially, they're not focusing completely for them. Mm -hmm. Actually, if you're nearsighted, you put glasses on, you're, yeah, you're, you're doing less accommodation. But anyway, so you're not using those muscles as much. Mm -hmm. And, well, the other reality is it, it doesn't even have to do with the glasses. It's, it's to do with our lifestyle, where we're looking at one distance all the time. Mm -hmm. And so the muscles are being contracted, but just in one, one distance, essentially. They're mm -hmm. in one sort of set place. And that's where those muscles tend to sort of stiffen into that position. Mm -hmm. So they're actually being very used very little within a very limited range, but but also contracted and stiff. Mm -hmm. Whereas uh, if you start doing like we have the near far exercise on the website, mm -hmm. you start focusing on your fingers and then out into the infinity and back to your fingers, you'll quickly feel that you're fully using those ciliary muscles to focus. And you'll also feel, wow, I don't do that very much. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so if, if, you, if you could take it on two planes there. One, that with the glasses, you're not using your eyes naturally. So they're, right. not, they're not used to doing that work that the, you're then asking them 
to do. Right. So it's unfamiliar to, to, uh, to do that. The muscles are a little bit weaker than they should be. So when you take your glasses off and you start adapting to that, then um, when you go and start to use your eyes naturally, it's different to how you would use your eyes with your glasses. So it's kind of like a, a weird phenomena. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and you're taking away, the lens is taking away some of the work of, mm -hmm. of the ciliary muscles. So you're putting some back onto it. So then for that then, just like what Richard was talking about, um, that doing things like the near and far exercise where you look near and then far, it's kind of like a press up uh, right. for the eyes because it's fully contracted when you look near and then it's fully relaxed when you look into the distance. And again, you can find that exercise on our website. Just go to the exercise tab. Um, so that's going to help with the with the strength in that. You could also do the convergence charts, right, right, uh, that we have there also uh, in the in the exercise link. Mm -hmm. um, and that's because when you over converge, you really use the ciliary muscles, which are responsible for rounding the lens, and they they squeeze much more. So you're really working those. Um, uh, those uh, ciliary, ciliary muscles. muscles there, yeah. which is why we recommend it for presbyopia. Right, so uh, just to review, because I, I want to be clear, the extraocular muscles are moving the eyes around in your space. The ciliary muscles are squeezing the lens, as you described, mm -hmm. to focus near and then relaxing to focus far. So just want to be clear about that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, one part <laughs> is, is weaning yourself off the glasses, and that's why you you need to, just not wearing the glasses, you also want to do the exercises along with it to then strengthen that. Mm -hmm. And then the second part that Richard was just talking about there, which is um, that our everyday use, is that a lot of the time uh, we are just looking from near. So just like with those nasal extraocular muscles where we talked about them being contracted all the time, then uh, the ciliary muscles are also being really contracted. Yeah, they're like semi, well, they're a lot contracted for a near object and just sort of staying in that position. Mm -hmm. So they don't, they don't ever relax, and they're always sort of in one cramped position. So. And some people would say, well, if you're always working them, shouldn't they be really, really, really strong? Really strong, yeah. Um, but you just try standing on one leg yeah. uh, for 14 hours, it's and, not gonna uh, make and we a see video. how strong your leg is by, yeah. the, by the end of it. Yeah. So, and we're doing it on a day-to-day -day basis. It's not like we're just doing it one day and then relaxing. Um, but really over months, years, um, lifetimes that we're continuously looking from near so you're always using those ciliary muscles to squeeze the lens so as a result and uh, they're overworked fatigued and then they become weak because remember before we talked about that natural process in the eye of relax uh, relaxation and contraction and uh, you're just not getting that it's contract 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 I just thought of a much better analogy than we've ever had before about okay. this too. Which <laughs> I'm is scared, should we discuss I know, this? I know, no, we never discuss these things ahead of time. <laughs> uh, okay, back to the biceps, right? You want to uh -huh. strengthen your bicep. You actually use it to its full extent, right? You don't mm -hmm. just hold on to a... To a uh, That's uh, true. Right? To a, what's yeah, that yeah. thing called, the little thing? The dumbbell. The, the dumbbell, yeah. Uh -huh. You don't just sit there and hold it at one position and think, uh -huh. oh, this is going to strengthen my bicep. Yeah, and, and in fact, uh, talking about that, my, my sport, sport science background, I remember we talked about, uh, it was a, a free weight exercise called 21s, um, right. and I, I don't have the courage or strength to do it anymore. <laughs> um, but it's, it's where you would, um, you would kind of split up the range, so you would lift the weight up, and uh, okay. up to 90 degrees and down right. again, up and 90, and then you would do just from 90 and up, uh -huh. 90 and up, and then you would do a full range. Okay. So it kind of just completely destroys yeah, right, right. <laughs> the Which, bicep there. Right. So you can't even button your shirt afterwards. 
Um, but just and the reason why we always emphasize the importance of doing something like that is because a lot of people do when they do weights they do just from 90 up because ah. it, because it's easier to do you've got more fiber uh, muscle fiber tissues there so you're just bringing it up to the chest so uh, when you're actually doing a full uh, bicep curl really taking the arm down and all the way up it's a lot harder okay. because you're using the full range of that muscle so just like what you're saying there, if you just did that one aspect, then you're only strengthening that one aspect. And you would sort of be deforming that muscle a little bit, right? You uh -huh. would make it unnatural. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we got that analogy down. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. I like that. I'm yeah, yeah. That up. yeah. And we also learned about weight tips. Well, weight as well, tips, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's been a while since I've given those <laughs> tips out, so I appreciate that. Yeah. So this is obviously a very important muscle for us, uh, for all of us to be working with, whether you want to avoid eye strain and presbyopia and uh, pseudomyopia, all these conditions from this weak muscle. And then you want to make sure that you're able to keep it strong, but also relaxed at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then if you want to overcome conditions like presbyopia and um, pseudomyopia, anything that's going to help bring that strength back, then it's very important to look at these exercises as well to do that. Yeah. So now uh, the third and final muscle that we're going to be looking at in the eye, um, we, there's a couple more that we go into, but for today we're going to be looking at ones particularly associated with uh, the visual system. So, and it's the pupil, which mm -hmm. technically isn't a muscle. Yeah, this is always confusing. It the pupil is I the love hole. That I, right? I just introduced it, and then <laughs> and then completely uh, say it's very confusing. Yeah. So the pupil <laughs> is the hole, right? Uh -huh. Everybody gets confused about this. Even we do sometimes. The iris is the mechanism around the hole. The muscles, yeah. Yeah. And uh, including the muscle there, so but we, we, we just call it the iris muscle, but everybody yeah. thinks of it as the pupil. People, yeah, because so. I get yeah, because it's the pupil hole yeah. uh, that we're talking about. So it's just easier for us to talk about. I know we're going to get a whole bunch of uh, tweets and comments now that oh, the pupil isn't the hole. Oh, uh, yeah, the pupil yeah, yeah. isn't a muscle. It's the iris. That, and yes, we we know that we're putting that putting that out there now just just to save us having to reply to all those comments. All right. Um, that the so the iris has um, muscles that constrict and uh, dilate the pupil. There's two muscles in there that do that. <laughs> so this is obviously a very important um, aspect as far as seeing is concerned, and Richard is very good at giving this as a, as a camera analogy. I don't want to rob, oh, right, right, right. rob yeah. that analogy from you, because I know you do enjoy it. I do like my analogy. So <laughs> the smaller your pupil is, the sharper the image is. That's the simplest way of saying it, and that's mm -hmm. true in photography. If you, if you have a lens that's where the iris, is wide open, called the aperture as well, uh, then the picture's softer. Mm -hmm. as, you sh as you close it down and make it smaller, it gets sharper. There is actually technical mm -hmm. things beyond that, but I won't go further. And, and anyone can kind of test this now. If you just mm -hmm. got a piece of paper and, um, and put a hole right. in it, um, then you can just hold it up towards the screen and, and look at one of our faces. Mm -hmm. Might be nicer to not look at our faces, we don't know. Um, but when you look there, the image is going to look sharper, right? Um, because just like what Richard was saying, there you're, you're kind of restricting down the level of light, right? So that's a general principle: is the smaller the hole, the sharper the image. Mm -hmm. So if you have weak iris muscles, the pupil can never fully constrict, mm -hmm. and therefore you're always giving up a little sharpness. So there's there's the price you pay for weak yeah. iris muscles, and th this is obviously very important for people to understand when they want to improve their eyesight and start seeing clearer, because it's the pupil that's or uh, well, the iris that's constricting <laughs> down, 
um, that's making the pupil hole smaller, so it means that you're going to see a sharper image. Mm -hmm. And it's also why you're going to see clearer outdoors than you would indoors, and why mm -hmm. it's bad for... And time and time again, we always get this question, should I be reading in the dark, or should I be reading in the light? Mm -hmm. And the more light you have, the more the pupil can constrict so that you see a crisper, clearer image. So it's Im important that you have that. And if you think about how few of us, and we're, we're obviously big advocates for sunlight, Right. Uh, healthy doses of sunlight not being overexposed but this is why because we're not we're not getting that that workout of those iris muscles um, mm -hmm. because we're not constricting en enough just what you would get from maybe a hundred watt bulb yeah yeah if you consider I think we've said this before that they're outside is 10,000 watts mm -hmm. of uh, of light so and then to fully dilate it because don't forget there's two muscles in there and just like Richard said before this is the body working in an antagonistic way of where one contracts one relaxes and with the eye um, you've got the, the the muscles relaxing there and contracting so one is going to contract and pull uh, the iris outwards so we can take in more light and mm -hmm. why would we need more light for going into the dark <laughs> well then there's the photography thing too is as oh. you shoot photographs within dark spaces, you open up the aperture, the iris, so okay. same thing. So people tune into this podcast to learn about strengthening the eyes and they've learned about <laughs> weightlifting and photography. And well, and that's true. It's why when you shoot indoors uh -huh. in wide apertures, sometimes the photographs are a little soft. Hmm. Same, same principle. Now you're getting into that wide aperture, Point. softer image. And it's why at night your image, your vision isn't as clear partially. Grainier. Grainier, yeah. That's, um, so, and again, just like how we don't really expose ourselves to sunlight, again, we're kind of not really exposing ourselves to the dark environments as well. So mm -hmm. we're not getting that, that full dilation there on that. Mm -hmm. So then for the pupil, um, what we're looking for then is a sunning exercise to mm -hmm. help strengthen the pupil. And then, because um, that's really going to constrict um, the iris down, really work that muscle. And because you're turning your head from side to side, then it's slightly dilating as you turn to one side. When you get to the front, it's fully constricting. And then when you turn to the other side, it's dilating again. Mm -hmm. And then you've got things like the peripheral vision exercise, because in order to have better peripheral vision, you really want to dilate the pupil so that you can take more information in, more of the light rays there. Um, also, a palming exercise, because you're restricting the light, so that means the pupil is going to dilate. And an exercise we don't have on the website, which uh you can do is, as a simple lifestyle, spend some time in the dark. Mm -hmm. Like you can be in your house and just leave the lights off. And not read. And not read, yeah. <laughs> it's don't have a little light, yeah. <laughs> if you just spend some time in the dark, it yeah. helps as well. And it, it's, it's interesting, we, when we do all these exercises and stuff, and when we work with clients individually, it's a little bit easier to go into the psychology yeah. of it all. And it's amazing how so many people can't just do that. Yeah. Can't just sit in the dark for five or 10 minutes. It's kind of like, well, what's the point? I'm not, I'm not doing anything. I'm not, yeah, I'm not gaining any information. <laughs> yeah. And we kind of have that also with palming and distance looking. It's like, well, I'm, I'm not doing anything. We well, could listen to the podcast while you sit in the dark <laughs> yeah, though. Could, yeah. But now we do the video version. Oh, yeah, right, you're right, right. we've ruined it. Ju just listen to it. Yeah. We look better when you just listen to the podcast anyway. So, uh, so round up there then, uh, the three muscles that we were looking at there for you to um, strengthen uh, the muscles in the eye. The first one, then we've got the extraocular muscles which surround the eye. We want to make sure they're stretched and uh, strengthened. strengthened as well. And then uh, the second one we were looking at, which is uh, the ciliary muscles, which is very important for pretty much everyone. I can't imagine 
anyone avoiding needing to have good strength there because you mm -hmm. either want to prevent um, age-related farsightedness or uh, prevent pseudomyopia from occurring or you actually want to get rid of it. And then the final one there is the pupil or the iris, uh, strengthening the iris muscle there so that things can seem crisper and clearer and also so you can see better in the darkness as well. Right. Okay, great. Well, I think that's a good time to move on to topic of the week. And the question of the week, and not the topic of the week. Not the topic. No, do you know what it was? Is I wanted to go through it all again because I was enjoying that so much, um, as you could tell, talking about the strengthening the muscles of the eye. Yeah. Um, all right. So the, the question of the week comes from a client who was farsighted, and uh, we gave him the exercise of distance looking, mm -hmm. and uh, rightly so, and intelligently so, he said, why am I doing distance looking? Mm -hmm. I'm looking, I have farsightedness. Yeah, so to, to explain it a little bit more, um, if somebody's <laughs> farsighted, then they can see well far, far. Um, over 20 feet, mm -hmm. and someone who's nearsighted, otherwise known as maybe myopia, and then they can see well from near. So normally, we would kind of say, if you can't see very well in the distance, then you need to spend time looking in the distance. Right. So if you're nearsightedness, yeah, if you're near, you can't see well in the distance, so spend some time doing the distance looking. Right. Uh, you're going to help relax the muscles in the eye, uh, flatten the lens so that you can see clearer in the distance, and it's also going to help train the brain. So it, it kind of confused our client when they could already see well right. in the distance. Why would they be doing the distance looking mm -hmm. exercise? Mm -hmm. uh, and we don't have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they're coming to me as we go here. Now. <laughs> um, well, you, you rightly pointed out the answer at the time, which was, it's still relaxing to mm -hmm. the muscles of the eye to look at it just into yeah. the distance. And this is why we express, we, we've tried really hard um, to give you as much information as possible on the website about the eye exercises and then with the podcast and the blogs, how you could then use them. And also with the Express, really give you a chance to follow through on a more guided professional level there on actually doing the exercises. But they're still general exercises and one thing that kind of makes this work a little bit more individual is that it does depend on the person themselves. Yeah. So it's difficult for us to say, you definitely do X, Y, Z, done. Because everyone is an individual person, they have their own different lifestyles, they yeah. have other conditions that might also right. be contributing to it. So there's other aspects. And what we've really tried to do with the website is to help as many people as possible, try and make it universal. We've just kind of given you rough guidelines. but. This is why it's also important that we're able to work with people individually. This is why we gave um, the, the, the free coaching call access when people buy the Express right. for three months because it gives you a chance to come up with questions and whatnot. And of course, why we do private consultations so we can talk with people individually. And the reason was with this particular individual is they were experiencing a very high level of eye Strain. strain and stress, yeah. So uh, what we try to explain is that adding more strain to strain doesn't really help. Right, and this person was spending a lot of time reading, like we, mm -hmm. a lot of us do, but not all of us, mm -hmm. a lot of time reading. And so we, even though he can see fairly well in the distance, we're compensating for that. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about myself where I have excellent peripheral vision because my central vision is compromised. Mm -hmm. And I still want to do the peripheral vision exercise to balance out the modern day lifestyle of focusing on the center all the time. Mm -hmm. So for him, even though he sees well in the distance, how much time does he really spend 
doing it given yeah. our modern lifestyle. So. And just like what we were talking about before about not just strengthening those muscles but how you also need to stretch mm -hmm. and uh, relax them and make them a little bit more flexible. And um, of course this individual was very surprised after doing a lot of relaxation visual work um, that their vision was a lot, a lot better um, yeah. looking from near after doing it. It, it sounds counterintuitive and um, it's something that when we work with people individually it's not like a general rule, it's something that we kind of have to experience and come up with. But it's something important that we wanted to share with you because there, there are no um, right or wrongs as far as this work is concerned. And, and the, the subtlety of our work is that um, he's been, this person had gone to um, op, optometrists, behavioral mm -hmm. optometrists who gave exercises. Mm -hmm. But again, they tend, I've said this before, they tend to focus only on strengthening what's yeah. weak and they ignore relaxation. Mm -hmm. And that's where our, our approach brings in relaxation. And you could see with this person that just by relaxing, his vision improved mm -hmm. without doing any strengthening. And, and that's something that the optometrist would never yeah. think about doing. And that in fact, it later uh, transpired that he had tried the eye exercises previously through that other method. And of course, it just created more strain. Right. It was uncomfortable and couldn't follow through the exercises. And that kind of um, golden rule here is that the exercises work. You just have to figure out a way of doing them on a regular basis. Yeah. So if it's something that's uncomfortable uh, and is strained, then quite, quite rightly so, why would you do the exercise? Yeah. So I guess the answer then um, is that we needed to do the distance exercise because we needed to relax the visual system mm -hmm. before we could then go and start strengthening. So I guess it, it ties in very well. If, if anybody's look, watching this podcast to strengthen their eyes, um, any of these particular muscles that we were talking about, you need to be conscious about whether they're strained there already. Right. Um, and is it a case that you need to relax a little bit first? Yeah. Again, like we talked about standing on one leg for 16 hours, if you did that and then you went to the gym and pumped some weights for an hour and then you went and stood on one leg again for 14 hours, then it's really not uh, a positive way of, yeah. of exercising. You need to relax the muscles first. Right. Okay, great. Well, we hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. If you want to find a lot more information on eye exercises and indeed follow up on any of the exercises that we talked about today in this podcast, then head over to the Envision Self Healing website. If you want to find a particular condition that you have, then just click on the conditions tab. If you want to find any of the exercises that we talked about today, then you can click on, uh, click on the exercise tab and you can find in our, our wiki library there of, uh, mm. of exercises. Um, of uh, You can actually find the specific exercises that we talked about today. If you're watching this on uh, YouTube, then uh, certainly subscribe to our channel. There's a lot more videos like this on our channel as well, so be sure to click on the channel button and check that out. If you're listening to this uh, on something like iTunes, then you could also subscribe there. And uh, indeed, uh, follow us on uh, our Twitter or on our uh, Facebook fan page, and uh, be sure to like that there. And indeed, if you're watching this on our website, then it'd be great to uh, share the knowledge and to click the share button that's just at the bottom of the page there. And uh, we really want to try and get this information out to as much people as possible. Okay, great. Uh, good luck with your eye exercises this week. Don't forget there's uh, 10 tops there, 10 top tips on the free ebook that you could also download to so sign up for that. That's going to talk a lot more about kind of the basics uh, behind our approach and the eye exercises. So good luck with your eye exercises this week and happy healing. And have a good week.